Marcus Smart expresses confusion and love for Ime Udoka as he moves in on that Brooklyn job. There is now some kind of feeling. Is that going to impact how the Celtics are playing or how they feel in that locker room? Going to talk about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I am here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast for you, wherever podcasts exist, wherever you prefer to listen, however you prefer, even if you like to watch on YouTube, it's there as well. I do appreciate you making this your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player, currently covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. If you are interested in that, pick it up. Just sent out a signed copy through my website. I have limited copies left. If there is anybody who wants uh, one of the few that I have, I can also place a new order. If a lot of you, oh, that'd be so great if a lot of you wanted my book. But <laughs> I think it, that might have run its course at this point. Uh, a little note tomorrow, Friday, today, Friday, for when you're listening to this. Uh, I will not be doing a post-game podcast. I will also not be at the game. I have an other, I'm otherwise occupied uh, in a rare game that I'm going to miss. I'll have to catch up on that afterwards. So if you are expecting a post-game podcast, no tomorrow. I'll probably get one up Saturday night after the Knicks game, and I'll have to address that. So anyway, let's bring in our guy, my guy, Tom Westerholm, underscore boys. What's up? What's up? Dude, I'm just having so much fun following the NBA right now. It's just like it's just so much fun to 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 be involved in this league at this moment. It, it's just so uplifting and and fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's there. There's a lot of good basketball. There are a lot of surprises. There's a lot of the good drama. You know, not the bad drama that's surrounding the league. The the good like. How is this team going to? Is this team going to pull out of their tailspin drama? Uh, there's a lot of bad drama too, but uh, <laughs> that was kind of my point. I, I and I, that's very, very, it's very you to uh, to to be the positive person here um, and to, to be like, oh, Tom's serious. Yes, Tom, Tom's having fun. No, dude, like the the bad drama is is awful. I'm I'm the the NBA at, like Adam Silver has to be going insane right now. Um, this is, it's a, this right. is the wildest. This is the wildest stretch that I've. I, Can, I think I've seen in NBA. Let, let, let me just let me just say this. I yeah. like Adam Silver. I like I like the fact that he is shepherding this new era into the NBA. And I I, I kind of I like where the game is, even though my my preferred style has is long gone. Uh, I I like watching the product today. Sure, there are tweaks and all that stuff, but I, I Silver, the weakest part of his game. Is is discipline? I think he's missed the 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 mark on a lot of player discipline. I think he's very very lenient, and I think it's it's biting him in the ass right now. He's had multiple opportunities to handle situations for a guy who came in and got rid of Donald Sterling like in a blink. 
that the rest has been kind of slow on the uptake. I will just say that. So uh, it missed, missed opportunities abound, and he's, it's continuing right now for Adam Silver. But the product on the floor is great. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got, we've got teams right now, obviously after nine games, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter or, or eight games, but you got teams like Miami in, you know, in, in Philly struggling and, and Philly just lost James Harden and you got the Dallas Mavericks and Minnesota Timberwolves or they're going to be the Clippers, the Warriors who are three and five. And as we record this are locked in a tight battle with the Orlando magic. You got great rookies, or you know, oh, Ben yeah. Carroll is just great, and uh, Matherin is great, and like this is just this this is going to be a really really fun year. So, yeah, no question. I mean, even like the game that's on NBA TV as we're recording this is Nuggets OKC. Shea Gilgis Alexander is electric, man. Like this dude yeah. is so good. So yeah, even like the terrible unwatchable teams have, have guys that are watchable. Can we start the to, you know save Shea and like just get him to a team that's actually trying to win? Then what what are we gonna do to get this guy some some national? Play? I know he's kind of like the centerpiece of what the Thunder are trying to do, but at the same time, like all right, get get this get this guy on a, onto a team, a serious team. If they yeah. if they don't get if they don't get Wimbanyama, then then just trade him, just be done with it and and move on. That's when I'm ready. As soon, if they don't get Wembanya, then no. Like, sorry, Shea is Shea is a, a serious player on an unserious franchise at the moment. Yeah, man, he's he's not a he's serious not... star on an unserious franchise. If you're right. an unserious franchise, you don't deserve a serious star. I'm sorry. All right. Well, all right. Let's let's get into let's get into the meat of what we're talking about. It, what we're talking about actually this plays right into what we're talking about because it's the off the court mess that is is really. The Celtics have been trying so hard, so, so hard to avoid off-the-court stuff getting in the way of the team. And I don't think off-the-court stuff is getting in the way of the team. However, Brooklyn being so bad and so, like, the epicenter of drama in the NBA. And for people who haven't heard or haven't paid attention or, or muted the phrase Kyrie Irving on Twitter, good for you. (laughs) <laughs> Kyrie's out for five games because he refuses to apologize for his anti-Semitic uh, stance, his tweet, and all of that stuff. And so, because they are just such a dumpster fire over there, that got Steve Nash out much earlier than a lot of people thought. And that's going to bring Ime Udoka in much earlier than people thought. And now we're getting the comments, and the comments that people are focusing on is Marcus Smart, who didn't say anything bad. I'm not, I'm not setting this up to say he said anything bad, but he was pretty glowing about Ime Udoka. And, you know, obviously we wish he was here is a term that gets pulled out and thrown into a headline and thrown into like one of those graphics, you know, with Marcus Smart's face on it. And even though he said later on, we, I love Joe and I love this team and it's, it's not, I'm not marginalizing what's happening here, but at the same time, I love his quote, you can have two best friends. Yeah. And that was good. And so <laughs> the the gist of it is you you're seeing guys and especially smart you know talking just very very glowingly about Ime and 
kind of expressing some disbelief that he's he's walking into a situation in Brooklyn, same division, potential roadblock for them. And there is a serious question, even though I don't think it's going to be this way. There is a question of when when you the players see this, it kind of dredges up the, if it was so bad that he couldn't coach us, why can he coach them? And then it just, it just raises questions that you, you don't want to have to ask at this point. Yeah, and I think this is this is part of what makes this whole conversation so difficult, right? Because if you're the Celtics, I think it's very plausible. Like I, we don't the, the, like the Celtics have been so steel trap as an organization. Like mm-hmm. this, like they are not talking about this to anyone. You like you reach out about anything to anybody, and it is nothing. And that's pro- almost certainly as it should be, right? Because like we saw what happens when people on social media get a little nugget of information, they go searching for it and they do things that we talked about at length on this podcast. So um, you you can hundred percent understand that you can understand to an extent. Look, I think a lot of times when stuff gets to players, stuff gets to agents and when stuff gets to agents, stuff gets to the media. And that's not, you know, like, like I think that's one of the reasons that the Celtics probably aren't just kind of doling out information um, because Smart said in his comments to Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe, like, like basically, like it seems like they still don't know many details. They don't really know what's going on, and, and like that's got to be really, really hard for these players because their last memory of Ime Udoka is him leading them to the NBA Finals, is right. him inspiring them, and you know, and coaching them, and and, and putting together. The, the best defense in the NBA and um, you know, the best offense in the NBA for the second half of the season and just helping turn them into this absolute juggernaut. Like what a positive experience these guys all had with him and the organization isn't telling them anything, but from the organization side, what, what are they supposed to do? Like, are they, are they yeah. supposed to just kind of hand out this information to, you know, and, and just kind of like let it kind of filter out into the mainstream. Like, I don't think that's what they're trying to do either. So I, I I don't know. I, I I really do kind of feel for Smart and hear what he's saying because this has to be just unbelievably frustrating for them. But I mean, it's it is just a, a very complicated situation all around. Um, yeah, I I don't know what the answer is there, and I'm I'm glad I just have to talk about it uh, third hand. Yeah. Here, so <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think there's and, and the reason I'm bringing this up and and not right now talking about like the X's and O's of basketball and all that is because first of all, this, this does impact the X's and O's, but I also, I also want to kind of go on record as putting out the difference between guys talking about their coach, like Marcus smart and people like me and you or people on social media talking about Ime Udoka and the, there are distinct significant differences about how they approach it and how they view it and how people on the outside view it. And I don't think the two can actually mix. I actually have to take a second here and move on to prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy and it is uh, very easy to make your picks. It's you against the numbers. You pick two to five players. If they go on to score, more or less than what their prize pick projection is, you win potentially up to 10 times your money on any entry. So you pick three players. It could be all NBA. It could be NFL. It could be 
somebody from you know in the World Series, you can you can mix it all up. All you got to do is get the over or the under correct, and you win. So it's not about competing against others. And there are tons and tons of sports. If you look across the top, you can just scroll through. There's just about anything that you can ask for. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super, super easy, safe and fast withdrawals. Operational right now in 30 states and Canada. So go download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you use that promo code and you deposit $100, PrizePix give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix gives you $50. Very simple. Uh, make sure you're using that promo code locked on, though, for an instant deposit match of up to $100. I always thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. How about your second listen? Locked On Sports Today. It's the flagship show on this network, and it's got all the games that matter, all the big stories from whatever sports are out there beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes, and it's the local experts that Locked On has that nobody else does, and you're getting insight like nowhere else. Locked On Sports Today, available here. Wherever you get your apps, wherever you get your <laughs> podcasts, also on YouTube. All right, let me let me get back to my point that I was making just a minute ago. Player and a coach, that relationship is is pretty strong. If you like your coach and you feel like that coach is getting the most out of you and helps you win, that's I don't want to overrepresent it, but Teams are families, and these guys spend a lot of time with one another, a lot of time with one another. It's a long season. You're together. If if the Celtics do what they want to do, you're together for nine months. You spend all your time together, and the coach is the guy who's who's getting you ready. He's the, the voice the, of authority, and you can make strong connections there. It's very much... I've compared this. If, if my brother went out and did something wrong, I, especially if I didn't know what the hell happened, it's, it's my brother. I yep. love him unconditionally, you know? I, and I, you know, if, if I did something wrong and he'd be like, well, well, I'm very confused here. I love the guy. He's awesome. Like, just give me, give me a second. I don't even know what, I don't even know what he did. Right. That, that's kind of what's going on here. Meanwhile, on the outside, people on social media and people on TV and radio have the advantage of separation. Yes. It doesn't matter. Ime is a guy and he's a good coach. We, you know, we, we just watched him, but he's just basically, he's some dude and you're not sure what, what did this guy do? Um, you don't even know if, if you, he's, was it a person, uh, like one person, two, two people, three, what, what, you, there's a lot of confusion, but it doesn't matter because there's like you, you got the separation. You can kind of write it off. Most people don't even think about it, but guys on the team can't separate that. They just can't separate that, and it's it's hard for people to understand the level of that relationship. So I see nothing wrong with what Marcus Smart said. I don't know if anybody is saying that what Marcus Smart said was wrong, but I just want to be clear that this type of feeling being within the locker room is not some sort of indication of where they are, not some sort of indication of how they feel about Joe Missoula. It's not some sort of indication of, oh my God, things are things going to start falling apart? I think it's just, they, they generally 
love the guy. And in that family, he treated them well and he treated them the way they wanted to be treated. And it's it, the drama and all that other stuff. They, they just, you know, they keep it hoop. They just keep it on the floor. And this other stuff is all super, super confusing. And they, they're so close and so super connected to him that they can't separate this other stuff. Yeah, I think, I think that's all right. I mean, I, so I just pulled up the, the Woj story from, um, I believe it was like September. It was the, uh, um, investigation, right. When, when that leaked and the, the headline for that is, is five lines long, right? It's sources investigation found Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka used crude language in dialogue with female subordinate prior to start of improper relationship. Now, somebody with separation like yourself or me, we can go through that. Right. And it, it's because it's a lot, it's a lot of, a lot of words, a lot of verbiage. Like it, it, there's not very many specifics, but it's like, it's sort of trying to paint this vague picture for, you know, whoever, whoever leaked this to Woj was trying to paint kind of like a vague picture of what happened. And you can kind of see like, okay, um, used crude language. Okay. Um, prior to start of improper relationship. So prior to the start of the relationship, he was doing this. That doesn't sound great. You can go into the story and you can find, um, you know, that it says the power dynamic associated with a superior's improper relationship with a staff member was a primary finding and was like one of the big, was deemed especially concerning coming from a workplace superior. You like, again, those are like, when you have separation, you can go in and you can just kind of like, okay, yeah, like this does sound bad. And I don't have any prior relationship with Ime, you know, like I don't, you know, he didn't lead me to the finals. So like, um, right. you know, like, so for me, it's so much easier. Like, cause I, I think your brother comparison is, is very, very apt because for somebody like smart, like parsing all that stuff, that that's all stuff that, that he, you know, he might've read in an article, but he has firsthand experience with Ime. You know, he has these, like these real moments, these real kind of connections with him. Um, that, that you and I just simply don't. So yeah, I think it, you know, I, I think it makes all the sense in the world, right? Like, like Ime has a, just a completely different relationship with these guys than, than, um, and, and, and a completely different connection. And, um, I, I don't think that none of that is to excuse the stuff that I just read, right? Like I'm not certainly not excusing Ime by saying that. I mean, like the pri the word prior is not great. <laughs> and like the workplace dynamic sounds really bad and yeah. And it's just much easier for me to say that than it is for somebody who spent an entire who spent 82 games, including 41 on the road, and then the playoffs with Ime. Right. Right. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I felt like I feel like just for for at least the people who are listening to this podcast, I know, I know, even though I'm not hearing it, I know it exists out there somewhere. That people are taking Marcus Smart's comments and going, whoa, 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 my God, what's happening here? And trying to spin it into a negative because that's that's what people do. Um, I just felt like discussing this and 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 trying to shed some proper light on it was you know worth doing because the Celtics are four and three and people are looking for reasons why they're four and three and I think a lot of people are sitting there saying, well, they went to the finals and we think that they have a chance to go there again. Why aren't they winning? You know, you get the, you can't, be, you can't beat Cleveland, can't beat Cleveland twice, you know, and they didn't have Darius Garland the first time. Can't beat those guys. What, and you expect to be a serious contender. What's wrong with you? The Cavs might be a serious contender, but that's a right. topic for later in the, <laughs> the podcast. Cavs, <laughs> how about the cat? Yeah. How about the Cavs are really good. That's a, that's a thing. The Cavs can be really good. And you know, it's, it's different. The Celtics are trying to win. 
The Celtics are trying to learn to win again. That's what they've said afterwards. That's what Missoula has said afterwards. And there's, it's just different. It's different with Rob not there. It's different with the the personnel that they have. They didn't use Luke Cornett last year. They didn't use Noah Vonley or Blake Griffin. They didn't use Derek White in the same way. And Derek White certainly wasn't the same player. They very Sam Hauser. So yeah, Sam Hauser. Like all of these things are, they all have to fit. Yeah. And Tatum is a different player. Jalen is a different player. Like they, even, even if it's just by a, a, a little fine tune, they are still different players and they're trying to do different things. And Hey, they also have like different motivations as well. There's, there are added elements each year that change everybody's motivation. You just, you just throw in a, you know, yes, I want to get to the finals, but also if I could make all NBA along the way, <laughs> it would be nice because you know, you get that contract bump. So all of these elements that are going on are still a part of the process. And every team comes in trying to figure out how are we going to win this year? And the Ime Udoka curveball was a huge one. The fact that he got this job so, not officially yet, but he will get this job so quickly is the worst part because it adds to this level of confusion for everybody involved. If what he did in Boston was so bad that they had to get rid of him so quickly and suspend him, the weird year-long suspension, then how is he getting this other job in Brooklyn so fast? Like, that's the attitude. And it could be as simple as what he did was so bad, egregious for the Celtics, and Brooklyn is like, well, he didn't do that for us. He didn't do anything illegal. He wasn't pushing anti-Semitic movies. He yeah. wasn't out there, you know, like he he violated team policies and did it in a way that is was bad enough that the team did this, but they're not being sued from what I know. There are no lawsuits against the Celtics. There's no criminal charges against Udoka. This is a violation of team policy. And a serious one. If the Brooklyn Nets are like, okay, that's a violation of Boston's policy, but not ours. Or it's a violation of Boston's policy, but we're going to throw some strict morals clauses into his contract and we're not going to have that happen here. Then that's their choice. That's their choice. And the Celtics kind of legally sort of have to move out of the way. And, but, but the perception that it creates is, oh, if it was that bad, then, then what do you, why is he getting this job so quickly? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's pretty significant right now, right? Because the Celtics are, like you said, the, Celtics the players are, are thinking that. Yeah. The, right. Yeah. Exactly. The players are thinking that and they're four and three. And like the defense is really struggling. Now, there's, there's a million reasons why the defense is struggling, right? Like, and, you know, we talked, we've talked about all of them. Like, Rob is out, Smart is banged up. I think the take foul rule is really hampering sure. defenses across the league. Good point. Like I think that one's I think that's points really, are up across the board. They're they're crazy up. And I mean, a big part of that is because guys can you can't just grab a guy and stop him from scoring. I mean, look, like Marcus Smart is a super high IQ defender and he he took a lot of take fouls last season, uh, you know, to to stop fast breaks. Like that that, that just happened. So yeah. um Grant Williams but, did it all the time. Grant, Grant Williams. Grant Williams was a serial uh, take fouler. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons um, that, that this is all happening. But like 
One of them certainly is the coaching transition and, and how the Celtics come out on the other side of that. That's one of the reasons why Joe Mazzulla is under so much pressure right now. You know, it's, it's like, this is not like, like this, this transition matters so much because like, for one thing, the Celtics want to be contenders for another thing. When they brought in Udoka and he led the team to the finals in his first year, they had solved the coaching problem. That was like yeah. it was done. It was they, they had done it, and they had solved the Jays' problem. Like the the Jays were no longer like you know kind of w- once they made the finals, we didn't. I mean, I guess there was the Kevin Durant stuff, but we didn't really like you know the, the breaking up the Jays was not a major topic this summer. The only reason it was is because of Durant, but like. Right. It wasn't like these guys can't play together. We had evidence that they could play together. And then the guy that like, the, the, you know, then the common denominator with the Jays playing well together got suspended. I mean, I, I can't imagine the kind of pressure that Joe Missoula must be feeling because like it's like it's on him now. And and there's going to be a lot of, t- you know, a lot of figuring out that goes with that and a lot of, um you know, like a, like a, a lot of questions that he has to ask Tatum, which is something Tatum talks about often, is like that 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 Missoula is reaching out to the players too, and um, yeah, it's it's going to have to be very collaborative, and that's really hard when you have, um, you know, fifteen really talented players and a, and a whole coaching staff of talented basketball minds. Like collaboration is great, but it's it's hard when there's that much talent involved. So there's all of that kind of working under the surface of this as well. Like it's not you know it's it, it's not just okay players go out and play for a new coach. Okay. Guys like, you know, just kind of do what you did last year. It's, it's all of this kind of tied up in, in one unbelievably messy bow. And the good news for the Celtics is that they are the, uh, probably, uh, I mean, they might not even be the third messiest team in the Atlantic division when you take the Sixers into account. So yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, everybody's going through drama right now. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll finish with this. If, if anybody thinks that the defense not being, where it's supposed to be right now is if they, if they had email, it'd be different. Like, come on, like it's, it's only been seven games. I, right. I think this is, this also is something. it's rising. It's it, the last two games have been better already. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I'll just, I'll just end with the, 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 this, just the notion that this is something that, um, the, the team, I think, the comments are the comments, and I think the team is – I feel like the team is in a pretty good spot when it comes to Joe Missoula. You're right. It has to be a total collaborative thing. And any sort of – any sort of thing that kind of jars that can be disruptive. And this yeah. this is just one of those things. Actually, I'm not going to finish with this because I just – something else popped in my head. Uh, this is This is not going away. Ime, if he gets hired soon, is going to have a media availability. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's going to have to talk to the media. And, and he then st- he's going to have to come to Boston and talk to the media again. Oh, yeah. I, I've already – yeah, that's going to be – I almost don't want to work that day because <laughs> that media room is going to be a mess. It's going to be so – every, every outlet's going to want to be there. So it'll be like NBA finals level. Um, <laughs> it really will. Get ASAP sports on the phone. No kidding. <laughs> but that not only is, is he going to have to talk, but the now, now he's out there. And there, I just feel like the details are going to start to leak now. Because I think he, so. Yeah, because he was on suspension. And now 
now, you, like you said, when players get the information, it gets to their agents. Agents are the ones that leak it. And at some point, he's gonna he's just going to be talking to people. And he's going to be like, no, man, all I did was blah, 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 blah. And they lost their minds or, you know, whatever. Or he's going to say, okay, I did blah, 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 and I shouldn't have done it or whatever. Like whatever scenario you want to believe, somehow, somehow, some way, that's going to come out somehow. And we're going to start getting drips and drabs. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if it's coming out from the EMA side, it's going to be sanitized. Yep. And so the Celtics may, I don't know if anybody in the Celtics or in the front office or somebody connected to them might say, well, that's not how this went. And we look like jerks with this version out there. So we can't have that. So somebody's going to leak the no, 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 no. This is this without saying, well, I can't tell you exactly what happened, but that's not how it went. And whoever, whoever, whoever told Matt Barnes, what Matt Barnes heard is going to tell somebody what they heard. Right, 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 right. And can I tell you like that Matt Barnes thing, Matt Barnes is a central character in this. If Matt Barnes didn't say what he said, like, we, we, you and I had that reaction, like, whoa, if Matt Barnes <laughs> yeah. is retracting your support, like if a former player is retracting support for a former player, yes. That's, that's and if time. that former player is Matt Barnes, Matt <laughs> yeah. Barnes, that was a key element to all of this. And so he came out and was like, whoa, that's, this was bad. And so now this is, this is another thing. Oh, God, I got to shut up when I say I'm wrapping it up. Marcus says in his piece, uh, let me, let me see if I can find the quote because it was about, it was about the media and I, I really feel compelled to push back on this. His name got slandered and slaughtered and it was quote, he'll probably never coach again. A couple of months later, he's possibly going to one of our biggest rivals. It's tough. It makes no sense, but we can't control that. Um, that bit there about the media, he's basically saying it went out in the media and it got, he got slandered and slaughtered and people are saying, well, the media is the one that said this. Can we like push back a little bit on people just don't know what the hell the media is just because you say something on TV, one person or two people say something on TV that doesn't make it all the media. I'm not responsible for what Matt Barnes or Stephen A. Smith say. You can't put us all in the same boat. Well, and half the time, what they mean by the media is something they saw on Twitter. That's yeah. Like, like yeah. That's, that's the one that drives me insane. Really. That like, one I is see, really big. It's like I one of those aggregating accounts. Or even just some random rando who got like, you know, 100 retweets and, you know, 250 likes on something. And that and so it showed up on. And someone know, when they, snitch tag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but see, every, that's, that's everyone in this country needs a course on media literacy, including many people in the media, probably. But. Well, sure. But, you know, I, I, I can't say I can't sit here and say, well, all basketball players are like this. You know, if I were to say all basketball players, big umbrella headline, all basketball players, blah, blah, blah. I would get like, talk about like the risk of being canceled or basketball players. Justifiably. justifiably. Of course. Of course. If I went in there and I said all basketball players, blah, 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 blah. Like 
Jalen, if I walked in the locker room, Jalen or Grant, they'd be like, um, why are you putting that in on me? I didn't do anything. Right. But when it gets flipped around, somebody in the media, especially when it's somebody big, if it's somebody on a national show, a couple of people say a few things and all of a sudden it's, oh, the media, here comes the media. Like what now in what real, why this is so personal to me. Now I got to deal with it when I walk into practice because I want to talk to Jalen about, Hey, I saw you sending some picks for Jason Tatum. How are you liking how that pick, pick and roll is going? And it's like standoffish from some guys where it's like, uh, all right, here comes the media. What are we, what are you going to ask me now? What do you want to know now? Is this Nobody's- a Kanye question? No. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, it's, this is good. This is going to surprise absolutely zero people listening to the podcast. But the worst one with this was Kyrie. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's that's just you, you know, and it it bugs me. It bugs me because I get just just lumped in to people who, and and I will credit Brad Stevens, who yeah. I forget under what what context it was. But he he said like I, I I tell the guys when I think there's like some trade rumors yeah. tell the guys that there are some people out there whose job it is to have an opinion. Yep. And you can't listen to that because if they're not doing their job, if they're not having an opinion, and so you gotta you gotta just brush that stuff off. And Brad had like at least some sense of. Well, no, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. And he could separate that. Very few people are separating these things. That's that's the thing. And and it it does create an adversarial type of relationship where I don't think it was adversarial once upon a time. We're going back to, you know, I talked to Mark Murphy and Steve Volpet, and they're telling stories about how they were on team planes traveling to games and stuff. And you know, there, there were always like wink, wink rules. You heard Mark Spears recently talk about after the Draymond Green stuff. Yeah. We used to go into practices and they'd say, Hey, if you see a fight, you can't report it. And like you were limited and because you know, it happens that, you know, there's always some sort of altercation and you, you had the trade-off of, yeah, there's like five beat writers and yeah, you can come on in and watch practice, watch the whole thing. Don't give away our state secrets. And like, don't, we're giving you the courtesy of getting to know these guys and they get to know you and you get a sense you can like speak on an informed level. Now we're, we're lucky if the curtains go up at the practice facility for five minutes before we get to go down there and all they're doing is drills. It's, it's just not the same. We're, we're held off at arm's length, which is fine. Like this whole thing is not about me having access. That's not it. It's, it's about players not understanding who's saying what and how it's being said. And that that's the part that bugs me. And, and the fact that we're all getting lumped in and the fact that these, these hot take shows are the things that are pushed so much. And the hot takes are the things that, you know, circulate. And those of us who aren't hot take, hot take artists are, are paying the price for it. And it just, it creates uncomfortableness in a situation where it doesn't need to be uncomfortable. Also, just to point of record, like the it was all oh Ime is never going to coach again. I nobody thought that. Everybody thought he was going to coach either the Nets or the Sixers, and everybody yeah. was right. Like, I mean, what I are say, we doing here? I, I will I, say I, there were a couple of people. There were a couple of people, and it might have even been Matt Barnes. 
I might have been, might have been. even been Matt Barnes who said, "Oh, after what I heard, I don't know if he can coach again." You know, like I'm not. I'm. I think Marcus Smart heard the words he'll probably never coach again, or I don't know if he can coach again. Yeah, but but where did he hear it from? And under what and again, context? But he's not going to listen to context. You know what right. I mean? Because he doesn't have to. It's like his job isn't to like, you know, parse out who's. I'd like him. I'd like him to understand. Oh well, that was just Matt Barnes saying that. But it, it just, it's it's that. Well, I heard it, so the media said it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. uh, yeah. And and yeah. To your point, it's uh, yeah. It, 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 it's a it's a league wide problem. It's not it's not going away. No, I think, not going uh, away. It, it's it's not because I mean. We've, we've gotten to this point. I don't, I don't know how much navel gazing we want to do, but we've gotten to this point where, um, you know, page views rule the day, right? Like the clicks rule the day. So like, as long as that's the case, any salacious thing that's going to drive them no, is no, going no. to get out there. No. And that's one of the reasons why reporters can't be allowed in practice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yep. Yeah, very frustrating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's just more, it's just more that I just, yeah, I've said what I got to say. <laughs> I don't want to try because I like, in, I want to make sure it's clear that, you know, you're a basketball player and you're going from the gym to your car or you're walking to the weight room or you're walking through a hotel and you're just like doing this. You're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. You see a few things like you've got, you got a lot of other stuff going on in your life. You're not, your job is not to sit there and be like, well, let me see who tweeted this. What's this account? Is it verified? Uh, who is this? What else? Let me just go down this person's timeline and see what else, you know, you, you see it and you, you repeat it or it gets into your head and you say, Oh, well, I heard it. I just, I, I just wish there was more just, I don't know, critical thinking, discern time, but it's, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. And I, I'm not, I want to teach a class to NBA players. I should, I should just email Adam Silver and be like, here's my idea, a media education class at uh rookie, rookie uh, orientation. Twitter is not the media. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I bet that exists. And I bet the players just like, just don't maybe, care. Yeah. Like who cares? You know, I think, I think Tom, you know, well, I think maybe people listening are at that point right now. <laughs> you might be right. I think they're at, I think, if I look at the numbers, the people just basically tuned out about uh, seven minutes ago. Yeah, well, that's fair. So we can say anything. Um, so yeah, so there's the, we got two options here: wrap it up and be responsible, mm-hmm. or just say whatever the hell we want. This is the the podcasting equivalent of. Do you want another drink? <laughs> right, right. I'd have one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One more, one more, one more, one more, yeah. one, more one more, one more at 11 p.m. and then at at 2:45, it's regret. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, ha- knowing that story very, very well, I, for once, might surprise you. I'm going to take the Ooh. the next drink. Let's keep going. Yeah. No, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, uh, listening. Oh, but first of all, I got to get rid of Tom. Bye, Tom. Bye, 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 Tom. Bye, guys. (laughs) Go away, Tom. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for watching. Sorry for going long. Thank you for sharing the podcast, telling friends, telling everybody they should be listening to and watching Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.